Hi, everybody. Welcome to 50 Ways to Save Your Salon and 50 Ways to Save Our Salons because you know what we've been saying this for a long time is that we are all in this together, correct? All right, well, thanks for joining me. I know that there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be jumping on as we progress um, into this webinar here. So uh, let's get started. And you guys know that there is the chat box, so you can open up the chat box. It might be under more if it's not obvious, um, and you can ask questions and participate along with me. So first and foremost, I would love to hear where you're from. Um, I recognize some of the names, but not all of the names. So I'd love for you guys just to say where you're from. So all right, we got Elvira uh, from New Jersey, Susie from Texas, Missouri, Colorado, Pennsylvania, Winston, Salem, North Carolina, Washington State, Illinois, Texas, Texas, Maryland, the UK, welcome, Phoenix, yay, my hometown, Arizona, hi, love it, view Arizona's Cape Cod, Mass, great guys, welcome, oh, Tucson, yep, my son is finally going to be coming out to visit me from Tucson, he's at the U of A, Buffalo, Alabama, San Diego, Awesome. Well, welcome, you guys, and I'm glad that you're here, and uh, I think the numbers are going to just kind of keep increasing as we kind of progress on, but um, we will get started. Uh, you guys will have an opportunity to be able to review this as well. I'll send you a link tomorrow um, have, if you want to access it again. Um, we had well over 100 people sign up for this, and, and under the guidelines of Zoom, you can only have 100 people show up for a webinar. So, um, but I didn't think that was going to be a problem because, you know, most people sign up and don't show up. But this is the time. This is the time that we need to start showing up um, for our businesses and showing up for life. And I've got some guests that are on standby today to be able to share with you uh, a little bit more of what they're up to because I know you don't want to hear me talking the entire time. Um, but I don't mind talking the entire time. It's really fun for me to do that. Okay, so now's the time to plan, execute. Uh, some of the success that we need to do. And I'm going to go through you guys just a, just a little bit of the framework that we're going to talk about for this webinar. But also, um, I feel like I need to do a few disclaimers before we start. All right. And it is, here's, here's the first one. We are in unprecedented times. I don't think anybody can argue with that, right? Um, we are definitely in a learning curve of what's happening in the world, what's happening to businesses, what's happening in regards to, you know, um, our health and our well-being. And um, I know it's been tough. It's been really tough. And here's the second disclaimer. There are many unknowns. So be careful, you know, what you're listening to and who you're listening to. And uh, you're definitely going to hear more on that as we kind of progress through this, and especially from my guests as well. There are many unknowns and you got to be careful of who you're listening to in regards to the information that's being put out there. And we all know that, you know, we all, we, we all know that, that, that sometimes we might need to do our own little due diligence um, in regards to the information that's going on. However, as a community of hairdressers and salon owners and professionals in our industry, we really should be trying to provide the most um, inspirational and updated facts that we can and remind you they're only facts they might only be facts to you they may not be facts to other people so the people that i have with me today that are also going to be sharing with you some information are from california florida and nevada 
And they're going to have a very different story from what I have and from what you may have. Now, what we also know to be true is with unknowns, fear is greatly induced. And so um, people handle fear a little differently. Hey, Amy, welcome. Yeah. Um, thank you, Deborah. She's excited to learn more about the business stuff. Good. Um, when fear is greatly induced and how we manage fear in a couple different ways, it usually falls into this fight, flight, freeze approach. So uh, some of you might be more of that fighter mentality and some of you might be more of a fleer mentality and other people might freeze up when fear is present. Um, there's times that we have, you know, all three um, opportunities to be able to do this and but not at the same time and one of those fear responses is dominated in other words when fear shows up whether it's perceived or real our brain tells us that we might be in danger and one of those responses kicks in to be able to protect us I know I'm a fighter and in that fighter mentality I walk into fear and it's not always smart it's not always the best option it's not what i should always be doing i've learned to step back freeze do more due diligence uh gain more perspective um pause a little bit more i've learned that in my older age certainly it's 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 paying off for me to do that but my first instinct is to be able to fight and it's sometimes when the when the fighters are out there they're the ones that could be you know creating ruckus sometimes in conversations that are being had and trust that compassion is going to be the one number one thing that you're going to want to work yourself into is compassion because a lot of times when people are saying things or doing things or acting they're doing it out of a fear response and it's and here's here's something that i learned a long time ago people don't do things to you they do things for themselves so when we can take that into perspective, they don't do things to you, they do things for themselves. They make decisions in order to feel safe, have safety, be right, um, share info. And it doesn't mean that it always fits our lives or our agenda at that time. All right, disclaimer number four, I do not claim to have all the answers <laughs> or any of them for that matter. Um, I, this particular webinar was supposed to happen in very early March, right after I got done with a live event. Um, but in light of the situation, I kind of put it off and I've just been hanging on to it for a little bit and I've kind of altered it somewhat. Um, but I decided that now was the time to probably do it and to do it with, with the intent of how can we start preparing for what we, how we need to do business moving forward. Okay, whether you choose to do business now or your state is allowed to do business now, doesn't matter. We're not talking about that. We're looking at what do we need to maybe be doing in order to move forward. And, you know, what I will claim, though, um, is insight, um, overview, experience, and maybe some expertise in a particular areas, but certainly not all areas. And I'm saying that because I'm in the state of Georgia and Today, we opened up um, Jeff's salon, which is my fiance, um, soon to be husband, but we've had to put that off. And we opened up the salon. Thank you, you guys. Um, and in opening up the salon, um, there was a lot of work to prepare for it. A lot of work to prepare for it. We were not sitting around catching up on Netflix over the last month. <laughs> we were working really hard. I can't, I can't tell you how hard we worked over the last month. And you guys, I'm going to be truly transparent here. And the final disclaimer is that I will be making an offer in the end. 
and as well as some scholarship opportunities to work with me. Um, and I want you to trust that this statement here, right here. I'm a servant of a firm yes and no. Okay, so I, I'm very clear that I can only serve people if they're in a space of being able to say, yes, I want to move forward. No, I do not. Okay, and I, I really try to make sure that it's clean, that it's a clean yes and no in regards to things that I do in my life. I try not to sit on the fence for too long. I found that when I'm sitting on the fence for too long, it's very painful. It's far more painful than making a decision of moving forward or not moving forward. And so I really have found myself in a space of saying, I, I want a clean yes or no in the regards to the things that I'm doing, because you're going to get really uncomfortable if you sit on the fence for too long. So now's the time to be gathering information. Now's the time to be doing the due diligence and the research and to being able to figure out what's next, what do we need to be doing? And, you know, I, there was this quote that um, I learned a long time ago, and it says, you know, be willing to sacrifice security for success. And I remembered that quote at the time that I had said to myself, will I regret? So if I'm on my deathbed, okay, and life, my life is over with, will I regret not being an entrepreneur, not trying to go into business for myself? And my answer was a clean yes. So at that point, I went into being a entrepreneur and um, it, was, it was very fun. But in my past, these are all of the things that I've done because for those of you that may not know me or not that familiar with me, I just wanna give you some insight here. So I am a licensed cosmetologist. I've been licensed for 39 years this year. Um, I was a salon manager for multiple salons. I was a distributor sales consultant. As a matter of fact, I was one of the first female distributor sales consultants um, selling product for the, this distributor in Arizona, the first female that seems crazy. And I'm really not that old. I'm old enough, but I'm not that old, but that just tells you how far we've come. Um, I, I was a manufacturer educator. I was a manufacturer sales and marketing director. Uh, I was a licensed stockbroker. Uh, now that one, that's one of those ones that, you know, when people say, tell us something about us that nobody would ever guess, that would be one of those things that people would never guess that I was a licensed stockbroker. Um, I don't, I can't even tell you why I went down that path. I can't even tell you, um, I, I, I was not in it for very long, um, uh, because it was right at the time that I got pregnant with my son and I had to go on bed rest for the, almost the entire pregnancy. So it was a very short lived, um, thing, but I was young, I was making a ton of money and I didn't really know how to manage my money very well. And so I just started learning about money and next thing I know, I'm getting licensed to be able to sell you know, stocks and bonds and life insurance and annuities and stuff like that. And my goal was to be able to go back into the beauty industry and help salons with IRA accounts and bigger ones with 401k account, accounts. And I, I did succeed at doing some of that, but certainly it wasn't a long uh, career in there. Um, especially in light of, you know, my son being at risk, being an at-risk pregnancy and everything. But he's fine. He's 21 today. He's doing beautiful. I uh, can't wait to see him very soon. And I was a director of education for the Professional Beauty Association for about 10 years. And so I got to produce all the events that they did, including I was the, uh, the main producer of NAHA, North American Hairstyling Awards, and also kind of um, created the opening of the uh, 
Beauty Changes Lives as a nonprofit 5013C organization that was providing scholarships to people. Um, I was one of the, the early people that started that. And then of course, more recently, I produced a lot of the IBS shows that you might be familiar with, New York and uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, well, thank you, Francesca. Yes, Francesca and I remember each other from Naha. She says, well done, Bonnie. All right, so what's now? What's now is that I am an entrepreneur. I am a speaker. Obviously, I'm an out-of-work speaker because <laughs> there's not much speaking going on, so webinars are my thing. Uh, I'm a coach, and in light of this situation, I did lose uh, you know, some coaching clients, and I had reworked some opportunities with other uh, coaching clients. I'm an author from inspirational books to leadership books, and I'm a podcaster. Um, and I got two different versions of that going on. One is called Beauty Inside and Out, which is kind of more of a, a consumer-based programming um, in all things beauty. So, you know, doctors and products and skin, nails, you name it. We talk about everything beauty. And then the other one is Beautiful Brands Inside and Out, where we really kind of narrow into what makes a brand uh, an identity in, to a, in a consumer's mindset in there. So... Uh, I'm a content creator. I love, love, love creating content. I'm a certified life coach, emotional, intelligent coach, speaker, story brand, certified guide, blah, blah, blah. Lots of things. Okay. So when I went into being an entrepreneur, uh, it was right at 2010 when we went into a recession. Um, but, you know, this is the thing we always used to say about our beauty industry is that, oh, we're recession proof. You know, uh, people will still come and get their hair done. People will still always want some form of beauty in there. And to some degree, that was true. I happened to be um, an entrepreneur where I was helping educators to be able to find work. And it was all great until the work wasn't, the work wasn't there anymore. And it was really great, um, you know, in those first few years, even though it was, it was tough in a, in a recession, it wasn't actually until Facebook and social media came out where it really put me out of business because at that point people didn't need an agent because my company was called the beauty agents what they they could just promote themselves they didn't need me anymore so certainly social media put me out of business i've reinvented myself and the type of work that i do endlessly um, but i'm a digital marketer by nature and so i have the ability to be able to do that and the truth is is 39 years in this industry my my main goal and commitment is to be able to help you guys to be able to digital market better because what we saw was that when we had to close our doors we really didn't have any business going on at all and that's something that we can change and there's a lot of opportunities for that so since then um my fiance which you know i've always been beauty he's always had a salon and and so he said no i need you to help market the salon and will you come on board this year and help with that so i'm the director of marketing for intrigue salon at this point my emotions you guys over the last month and i'm i'm sure a lot of you guys and share with me what's been your emotion what's been your biggest thing that you've been dealing with my emotions are reminiscence of 2001 when we had 9-11 and 2010 when we went into the recession. And, you know, for me, it was like I was frustrated. I was angry. I was upset. I didn't want to start over again. Um, and yet the truth is, is we're pretty resilient and we started over again. It's a roller coaster. Yeah. Fear of the unknown, scared, every bit of emotions come up. Um, I was sad for, uh, you know, uh, longer than I normally am sad. Um, I was mad and, uh, you know, I had fear come in because I'm just like how I, I'm so used to being out and about, 
um, and connecting with people, right? You know, that's part of the reason why we're in this industry. Yeah, frustrating. Jacqueline says frustrating. Um, I, I don't like being closed up and behind my desk like this for extended periods of time. And I can imagine that you guys feel the same way with that too. But I want to kind of bust a myth that's going on right now is, is to be willing to sacrifice safety for money. I'm, you know, I'm on social media and, you know, seeing what's happening on Facebook and Instagram and all of those things as well and participating and trying to be, trying to be, you know, a, a, a reasonable person of commenting. Um, I don't try to stir any shit. Sometimes I want to, I want to so bad. I want to stir shit. But um, the truth is, is I try to give people a different perspective on it. Yes. Uncomfortable missing my guess. Um, yes. Perfect. And so this be willing to sacrifice safety for success. I, I, I want people to understand that we're not, there's no sacrificing safety moving forward anywhere for anybody or for anything. But it doesn't always mean it's sacrificing lives. We have to be able to figure out how to learn to move forward with safety so that we can protect lives. Um, and each of us are, have a different perspective and a different view of that. I'm not pro, open your doors, let's make this happen. But hey, I'm in Georgia and we opened our doors and we're making it happen. But if we, I was in another state, and they weren't open yet, then I would be complying in regards to what those things are being said as well, because I'm trusting the experts to be able to guide us in regards to this, okay? And if we don't trust the experts, then who can we trust? And the other part is that a lot of people equate success to money, and I don't think that's the case for a lot of you guys as um, owners, and as people that have been in this industry for an extended period of time, and you know, to some degree, we're all pretty much solopreneurs in this because we build up a clientele and we manage that clientele, whether we're working in a salon as an employee or not, we still kind of have that identity as managing our business. And success is not always, does not always equate to money. Success has a lot of other factors to it in there. So I just want you guys to like look for ways that we can all be more compassionate before judgment, find love before hate. Because the truth is we are not all in the same boat, okay? Your boat might look like this. It might look like a paper boat and other people's it might look like a yacht. Um, but we, we don't know all the situations. We don't know what's going on per state, per country, per the world. We don't know what's going on in people's houses. We don't know who's been impacted by it and who might be, you know, autoimmune and not as healthy to be able to be out there being exposed to all of COVID and everything. So we have to be able to be more compassionate because we're not all in the same boat. So any information that I share with you guys is absolutely positively just based on what we've done here. It might apply and it might not apply. But the truth is this entire webinar is more about looking and gaining insight to what we should be thinking about and then trusting ourselves, not necessarily out there, as much trusting ourselves with the information that we have to be able to move forward and make things happen. So here's what I know to be true. Leaders lead and those that are leading with compassion are going to make an impact on all of us. Um, you know, I look at Jeff, my fiance and everything that we've done to be able to prepare to open safely. And you guys can check out our page on all the communications that we've done in regards to our clients and um, you know, systems we've put in and systems we've applied, systems how we've trained the staff to be able to um, feel safe coming in and, and more importantly, the clients to be able to come in as well. 
And what I know is that coaches are going to coach. So there's a lot of free information that you guys have been getting out there over the last month. Um, and if they're coaching with curiosity, that's a really good place. So I want you to pull out a notepad. I want you to pull out a pen and I want you to take notes on here because it's not, it's not something that you're going to be able to necessarily process while we're talking, but it is something that I want you to go back and look at. And of course, all of you that have shown up here on the webinar today, um, you're going to get a copy of the 50 ways that we're going to be talking about, and I'll share with you how you're going to get that in the end. I'm trying not to move my hair too much because I got a Band-Aid color job going on last night. <laughs> I, I was, I was tr you know, truly being with solidarity of the industry and not doing my hair, but since we opened up today, I had my hair done last night, but it's really only... This part right here, I got my money, money piece going on here and along my part line. So if my hair separates at all, it still looks like a mess. So bear with me, you guys. All right. Survival to be in action. Sometimes that's what motivates people. Survival to protect. That might motivate others. Survival for freedom might be a different motivator. But here's what we know. Lives, legacy, and livelihood are all at stake. And we have to start learning the lessons from each other and being compassionate towards each other. And then when we learn the lessons and we see that they have results or impact, we need to be teaching those lessons to each other and sharing that on, which is why I have some special guests with me today as well, okay? All right, so here's the framework we're gonna talk about in this seminar, all right? Is, it's called the SUM framework. So, and that represents sales, operation, mindset, marketing, and education. And we're gonna touch on all five of these. And when we touch on all five of these, I want you to be thinking about too, which one is an area of opportunity for you to be able to spend more time in. Might be that you tap into all of them, might be that you need to tap into one more heavily right now. Um, but we're gonna start out not necessarily with the S in sales, we're gonna start out with mindset right now. So, because I, I know that's what I need. You know, like I've really been looking for inspiration and motivation. And sometimes we just need to get our mindset in a place where then we can be productive um, back into business as we kind of progress through. So let's start here with 50 ways to save your salon. Mindset, number one, create a new mindset to success. Um, a lot of times people label success as goal-oriented um, accomplishments. I want to be able to get my salon from 1.5 million to 2 million. I want to be able to have a fully booked clientele at six weeks out. I want to be able to make, bring home, you know, more than six figure income. All right. So, but at this point, look and create a new mindset to what success needs to look like for you. Going back into this, what do you want to success to not just look like, but feel like for you? Because we really have an opportunity to have a do over here. We have a great opportunity to have a clean slate and step into it with a new approach um, and new opportunities as well. All right, number two, take a logical versus emotional approach to moving forward. If we continue to keep doing things by emotion, we're gonna keep getting hijacked by our emotions and we're not gonna make very good decisions and you'll hear more about that later. So you really have to kind of think about it from a logical standpoint. Who are the people I really need to be listening to? Who are the people that are providing one form of inspiration or maybe data and research on the other hand. Stay true to those people that are providing you that. Number three, acknowledge your real struggles and list them. 
Now, we usually, as human beings, we don't like going down the negative path. You know, we'll, we'll stay negative for a little while, and before we know it, we're in this space where we're trying to be all positive, and everything's going to be fine, and things are coming around, and you know, Georgia opened up, and, you know, we look for those positive things. But now's the time to be able to kind of, like, list out the things that you were struggling with, maybe over the course of a year, a few years, five years, maybe over the course of just this year. And then look at those things of what you're struggling with now that we've been kind of shut down as, um, as a society, okay? What are the real struggles you're dealing with? Because that's going to be something you're going to have to figure out and start with. Decide on three new habits that you're going to, that you're going to take on. Three new habits. They don't have to be business habits. They can be any habit. You know, like one of the things that somebody shared with me, and I, I wish I could remember who it was that shared it with me right now, but I, it'll come to me, um, was uh, fiction books. You know, I'm always reading business books, business books. Oh my God, endlessly. I'm on a plane. I'm listening to audio books on business. And, you know, I'm a stack, stack over here on my desk of business books that I, I barely can get through all of them as it is. But I just always feel like I need to learn more, learn more. But somebody said, you know what, just get a fiction book because um, reading or listening to a book uh, around fiction can kind of take you out of your space. And it really is good for um, you know, the, the, the shifting that those fear hormones to happy hormones. Um, so I started reading some fiction books and it really does help. I sleep way better at night um, reading or listening to some books that are just fiction based and, you know, storytelling. It's, it's good for the soul, right? That's one of the things I've done, but it might be for you. It might be walking or meditating or, um, you know, changing out your, your phone lines that have been, that have been not working well in your salon or getting new flooring. I don't know, something decide on three new habits or three things that you're going to do. And then remind yourself uh, what your purpose was, why you started to begin with. You know, we all have that story, that original story that says I got into beauty because of this, or I started in beauty or I opened my salon because of this. And you should remind yourself of what that reason was um, and see, is it still relevant? Because that could be the difference between, like human core values or just like goal values, things that you wanted to accomplish and have you changed over the course of time since you've started this. Okay. All right. Number six, repetition is the mother of retention. What are you going to commit to repeating? And what are you going to commit to not repeating? Okay. That's just as hard. What are you going to commit to repeating? Right. So maybe it's, you know, going to fall into more of the marketing uh, topic that we'll be talking about here. Um, maybe it will be, you know, um, something that you're going to do for yourself or something that you're going to do in regards to your team or your staff or the way that you're going to be able to manage the clients from here on out. You're going to put more systems or protocols in place type of thing. Number seven, own your shit. Okay. All right. No excuses and no blaming. I mean, this is it. Yeah. I got, I got a thumbs up going on here. Own your shit. It's, we have to stop blaming situations and pushing it out. We have to be able to look within and now is the perfect time for us to kind of go within um, and look and see how we've survived. Yes. Elvira says, yep. To that one. Yeah. Number eight, get a new plan of action. So we're going to be talking about these five pillars, sales operation, marketing mindset, and education. Um, get a new plan of action in one or all of those areas or a couple, whatever it looks like. Start jotting down what you're going to do differently moving forward. 
place value on per place your personal values in front of your business choices. All right. I'm sure we've all at some point wrote down the things that we value most. You know, it could be family, it could be, you know, love, it could be freedom, it could be, you know, um, expression, you know, communication, whatever those things are, trust, whatever those things are that we really value, go back and reestablish a value-based opportunity with yourself so that when you look at the business choices that you need to make, you're basing them on your values, not on what somebody else has said, not on what the state is telling you to do or not telling you to do, but on your values, not on money, on your values. And then 10, look back to see success and failures. Take note of what worked and what didn't work. Um, I pretty much, I looked at the last couple of years and I felt like I was a hamster on a hamster wheel. And I just, I kiboshed a lot of stuff. Um, and it scared me to do that. It scared me to let go of things. But the truth is, is how much time I was investing in them. Even if it wasn't a lot of time, it was energy on the fence with them. Of Should I keep it? Should I not? Should I still be doing this? Should I not? And I finally just said, done. It's like cleaning out your closet. You know, like every day I've been wearing a shirt that I haven't worn in over a year or two years, actually, um, since I moved into this, into my home. Every day I'm wearing a shirt that has been hanging in my closet for two years that I haven't worn. And if it feels good, I'm keeping it. And if it doesn't feel good, it goes into a pile and I'm getting rid of it. Um, but I don't know why I didn't do that before, but you know, things are different now, right? Number 11, hop on the bus to find like-minded business groups, associations that can mentor you. Um, you know, showing up to a webinar like this is a great start. Uh, list what makes you smile in your business and manage your successes. When I coach my clients, the first thing that we do is I ask, what successes have you had over the last couple of weeks or month or depending on how long we're talking as a client and uh, coach relationship? People don't take heart the little things that they accomplished. And when we can really create an expression around them and be able to share them in a way that, that supports that it is a success and we're making progress, it's measurable and then it makes us feel good that we're making progress and we're not just caught up in this cycle of everything. Uh, start discussing and start deciding decisive action that you will take to where you want to go. Okay, so we're, we could talk about a lot of stuff for the next few days, few weeks, um, but the truth is, is we need to, um, we need to start being in decisive action right now. All right, hang on, you guys. I have to, my, it's, it's inevitable that my computer wants to, um, I'm going to hide this. My computer wants to back up when I'm on Zoom. So there we go. Okay. All right. We're good. We've got it going on here. We got that going on. All right. 14, appreciate what you haven't accomplished so far. Gratitude, what you have accomplished so far. Gratitude works. Gratitude works. And number 15, make note of pain points, things you don't like to do, and find and hire support for that or learn how to do them. Now's the time that maybe you can learn how to do them. So, you know, if, if uh, doing marketing is not your thing or social media, learn how to be able to do them. Um, if, if bookkeeping, you know, is not your thing and you haven't hired somebody yet, but you're at that point that you need to hire a bookkeeper, 
get a bookkeeper on board, figure out the things that are stopping you from having the profitability and the success that you desire and find the people to be able to do it or learn how to do it. Okay. All right. Number 16, find the love of one thing in your business each day. Okay. So what is it today? So today I want you guys to write in the chat box right here. I want you to say today I love something about your business. Okay. That you love. Okay. Something about your business. Pop it in the chat box and let me know how you're feeling with all that. Hi, Charlotte. How are you? Yeah. The people. I love my clients. Good. Good. Yeah. I love creating. Perfect. I love that I can make people smile. My team. Oh, flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that I loved in regards to the business was I was able to just like stop and breathe. And I really appreciate that moment of just stopping and breathing and not feeling like I have to keep producing, keep creating. Um, I love teaching young stylists. Oh, I love bringing out inner beauty, relationships. I'm living my purpose. Oh, that's nice, Jacqueline. Yeah. Today, I love connecting with people. Yeah, good. I, you know, we've had an enormous amount of connection, you guys, with all this education that's been going on. I am like zoomed out. I don't know about you. I'm really appreciative that all you guys have shown up here today because it's been a Zoom fest uh, going on for a month, but I've really enjoyed a lot of it. All right. And mindset number 17, what gets you out of bed in the morning and is it positive or negative? You know, what gets you out of the bed in the morning? Is it because you have to pay your bills and that's what kind of propels you out? Or is it because you truly love what you're doing? And is there a way to be able to get back to what you're doing? Is your, are, are you able to get back to what you're doing um, in, in a positive way? Or is it always kind of propelled by fear or angst or, you know, um, demands, expectations? All right. Find something tomorrow morning when you get up out of bed. I want you to get up out of bed from a place of love and connection to yourself in there. Yeah. All right. I'm going to bring on my friend, uh, Warren. So one of the gifts of um, isolation was, whoops, sorry. One of the gifts of isolation was making connections with people that I haven't connected with in a really long time. And Warren and I worked together in the 90s at Sebastian. So this was at the time that I was working for Sebastian. And Warren, you were my boss, right? You were, you were mm -hmm. boss man Warren. Probably. <laughs> I like to control stuff. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we were, you know, I was, I was a, like a regional salesperson um, for Sebastian running around doing distribution and sales meetings and stuff like that. I loved, I loved my time working with Sebastian and it was directly with John Sebastian and Jerry Cusenza, which was really a highlight in, in my career to be able to work with them because they were, uh, they it shared great leadership and great creativity. And I learned a lot about business and creativity from both of them um, and from you. So Warren and I got on the phone. We had a chance to be able to connect and just catch up and, and talk about what we're doing. And I invited him to come on here because, you know, I think Warren, the conversation wasn't about, well, I'm doing this now and I'm doing that now and we should collaborate or something like that. It was really a very intimate, personal conversation of what our lives have looked like since we haven't worked together in the early 90s. And it was a, it was a joy to be able to connect with him and hear um, everything that he's doing in his life and, and everything that's unfolded in his life. So I'm going to let you guys, I'm going to let Warren share with you some mindset insight um, as well. Thanks, Bonnie. 
Yeah. Um, good to see you. Good to see everybody. Um, and I hope this webinar finds uh, everyone and their family safe and well and wearing masks. <laughs> um, you know, I looked at all the mindsets that were sent and I, I was looking, you know, part of my life was looking at differences rather than similarities, right? How could I be different rather than how could, you know, what are the similarities? Where do I fit in? Um, because that was an issue for me of kind of struggling to fit in. So when I was going through all the mindsets, there was one common thread through all the mindsets and that's you. Mm. Oh, you. And, and boy, oh boy, I know that. Right. And so I guess, not, I guess what I want to share and leave you with today is the mindset is you. That's, that's the mindset. We, and Bonnie said it in the beginning um, of these mindsets that these are unprecedented times. Now, I'm going to go ahead and be totally transparent. I started in this business in 1976. Mm. So I've experienced a lot and I've seen a lot and I've seen our beloved industry be resilient up until now. We got blindsided. And I know from my own personal experience, when I get blindsided, the first place I go is fear. It's the first place I go. And what I've learned in my own personal life, in my own personal recovery, is that fear is not real. I make it up. I go to an end result that hasn't, doesn't exist, and I create this whole behavior and actions around something that doesn't exist. Now, if you don't think that's crazy and insane, I'll show you the list of you know, damage I did. <laughs> Okay, by living a life that I thought was real, that was based on something that isn't real. So today, if, if I want you to leave with anything, it's this. Be alert. Be on alert. When you get a fearful thought, and it could be fear, it could be anger, frustration, resentment, blame, uncomfortability, the things that you, know, you, you wrote on chat, just ask the first question, is it true? Mm. Is it true? Is your fear true? Is your frustration true? Is your anger true? And, and I guarantee you that what will show up is it's not. And if you still think it's true, you're making up a story around it. And to get to where you want to go, to have the kind of life you want to have, the kind of, the kind of hairdresser you want to be, the kind of clients you want to have, the kind of, you know, material goods you want in your life, it starts inside. It's an inside out journey. It's not the beauty industry telling you, if you buy this product, your life's going to change because it won't. And it doesn't. And it's my job to be a little bit on the blunt side today and to take a stand for you because I want more for you than you want for yourself. And just like you want more for your clients than you want for yourself. And the beauty industry has a chance now to cleanse itself because as manufacturers and distributors and hairdressers, we haven't done, there's, you know, we've been okay. And if you look at where the past lies, it doesn't lie in the past. It's right here, right now. And it's what we're being faced with. So the mindset is be on alert. Look at your life. Look at your business. What worked? What didn't work? 
and take ownership, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but one of my character defects, one of my defaults is if something's not working in my life, it's your fault. You sold me that product. It didn't work. It cost me clients and it cost me money. Is it true? No one forces you to make a change. No one forces you to make a choice. Understand we can't control people, places, and things. You can try. I tried. Trust me. There's a chapter in the book of life under people, places, and things, and I tried to control. Can't do it. The only person that you can control is you. So the mindset is you. Start there. Take this time. Be meditative. Reflect. Go for safe walks. Read books. Um, there are wonderful people out there that aren't trying to sell you anything and they're giving away their information. People like Byron Katie, um, that is a, a mentor of mine since quite a few years and, and, and Bonnie knows about her and she will say the same thing. Look at you and own your part. Don't, you know, if, if you weren't prepared for this financially, is it the virus? The virus is just something that unfortunately showed up and showed you you weren't prepared financially. What could you have done differently? So the mindset is you. Take ownership of you. And in that, you will free yourself and your salon business will follow. It's all about you. Isn't that a wonderful thing? It's not about oh, me. I love that. It's not about Bonnie. It's not about anybody else on this call. It's about you, right? And someone like Bonnie and the other you know, panelists, we're taking a stand for you. I want more for you than you want for yourself. So take the time. Question those fears. Own your shit. As uncomfortable as it is, own it. Because I guarantee you, there is freedom to being comfortable with being uncomfortable. A freedom that you will, if you've, if you've never experienced it, you'll want more. So take the time. We have the opportunity to enter back into the workplace with mindsets that are new, that are fresh, and are liberated. So liberate yourself. You're the only one that can. Um, I wish you all the best, and I'm grateful to be here. And um, one thing about gratitude, write a gratitude list on a daily basis. Because if you ask people, most people, um, you know, tell me what you're grateful for, they'll tell you what they don't have. So um, I love you. I love the beauty industry. Um, you know, I'm happy. Um, if you want to take my email, it's wp at hairmax.com. I'm there for you. If you want to ask questions, if you want resources, um, you want someone to hear your stuff. Um, you know, we're all in this together. Um, so the mindset is you. Yeah. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you, Warren. Now, Warren is, uh, he is currently with an organization called Hairmax, which is a hair loss um, manufacturer. And he's, you know, you guys will have him on again so that we can share more of what he does. But, you know, he really does care in, in that capacity that he's been in manufacturing and distributing for many years. He really does care and wants to make an impact with us because it's something we should be questioning right now for sure. And uh, wise words uh, is coming across here and that Charlotte says that she loves that and um, V 
sent you a heart. So we've got some good things going on here, you guys. All right. So let's wrap up mindset here. When we're in a state of survival, we lose 75% of our cognitive abilities. Okay. What does that mean? That means when fear sets in, the part of our brain that's designed to be able to protect us, okay, like animals need to protect themselves. They don't have this front part of the brain that's all rational, then when we're in fear, we go back into kind of that lizard brain or that animal mentality. And what happens is that our rationality and our logic takes a back seat. And so we lose 75% of our skills to make decisions when we're in fear. So we are in a state of survival or we're in, when we're in a state of survival, we're typically in a state of stupidity. So be careful out there because we make bad choices sometimes we're, we're in that state of stupidity. All right, so we're moving on to sales. So this is kind of the S of the sum framework here. And sales is a pretty critical thing right now because that's what's not happening in our industry is sales. Um, but, and I'm a big proponent and our next speaker, Eric, is gonna be able to kind of chat on this as well. You have to, the first thing you have to do is you have to review your leadership strategies because I believe your leadership is a proponent of sales. You're either getting buy-in from your team and your clients and your community, or you're not. So it's not being the nice person, it's not being the policy-driven person, it's really understanding your sales strategy of being able to create, recreate, design, sell, nurture, um, evolve, those opportunities to bring in money. And the truth is, is we are always selling. We might be kind of classifying it as educating, but we're always selling. Second, or number 19, review all transactional products you sell, services, retail, otherwise. Okay, this is a very good exercise to do, so take note of this one. I want this one to be your homework. Write everything down that creates a transaction, a cash transaction, okay? Do a list. Do a piece of paper and do this, okay? Split it in half. One side is everything that you offer. So it could be a haircut, um, a highlight. Um, in highlights, there's three or four different things that you do. Maybe balayage is one of the choices. Maybe a partial highlight is one of the choices. List everything that becomes a transaction for you and including product. And you don't have to list every single product, but you might list your product lines. Like, you know, we have this as a men's line. We have this as a color line. We have this as a volume line, whatever it is, categorize it into those particular areas. And then review the selling process around all of these. Now that might mean that you need to look at your menu. Maybe you haven't changed your menu in a million years. And maybe what you need to do is change your menu a little up a little bit. And changing your menu could actually increase your sales, okay? So looking at how you have it listed or the things that you have on there or you don't have on there. You know, I see all these posts going on on these Facebook forums and everything, you know, with, with people um, trying to figure out, you know, should I charge more for this client? Should I increase my prices? I'm telling you, you don't need to increase your prices. You need to be selling upgrades more. You need to be selling more products to the clients that you currently have. It may not be about upgrade or going across the board and doing a price increase. Okay. So if you're adding a toner, charge for the toner. If you're, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're doing extra color work, you know, adding one more color to it, 
do one more color to it. And I know that Elaine will speak on this as well when we get to the education. Review your selling process as a stylist or as an owner and review it with your team so that you can be more profitable um, in with, with what you already have to work with. Because we know, we know there's only two ways to increase sales, two ways. One, sell more to the people you have. Two, find new people. And right now finding new people may be a little difficult because we're, you know, for the most part we're closed. But selling to the people you already know should be easy. Now right now the selling might be soft selling, communication selling, how are you doing selling? We'll be open soon selling, okay? So it might just be more in a marketing aspect and communications. Uh, now's the time to review your relationship with your manufacturers and distributors. Are they serving you during this very difficult time? Or are they not? And you know what? This is not one of the ones where you wanna sit on the fence, you guys. This is one of the ones that you wanna make some decisions on and now is the time to make decisions. And now's the time to ask for what you want, okay? And don't be afraid to ask for what you want, okay? And a lot of these big manufacturers, if you're loyal to you know, these big color companies type of thing, they have uh, you know, uh, incentive programs for you. Review the points that you have that maybe you haven't been taking advantage of, or you're not sure what to use them on, or what, what, can, I, what can I use this for? Get creative. I mean, I can't tell you all the things that I've seen my clients use their points for, and some things I've suggested, you know what, how many points do you have with that particular company? Yeah, this is what you need to ask them for. And they've delivered. And it wasn't more back bar. And it wasn't more, you know, sample packets. It was things that made a difference in their business. So if you have a lot of points with a particular manufacturer, maybe you need to get on the horn with them and ask for gloves and capes. And masks. <laughs> they are global companies. They probably have more resources than we do to be able to find some of these things. So be creative in this point in time. Um, and review your retail shelves. What's selling? What's not? Redo it. You know, I, if I hear one more person say, oh, I don't want to sell retail because Amazon has it. You know what? Here's, you guys, we sold $10,000 worth of retail in three and a half weeks being closed. I am the number one retailer in Intrigue Salon for the month of, of <laughs> April. <laughs> $10,000 we sold in retail. I put together an online store and we sold little powders, you know, which I still am using on my hair to cover up my, my temporary Band-Aid job. Mousses to be able to tone my hair because I go gold way too fast. Even after the best color job, I get gold really fast. And colored conditioners. And then next thing you know, we added, people were saying, hey, I'm out of my shampoo and conditioner and I want to buy them from you because they wanted to support us. So we started adding shampoos and conditioners and styling products to our little online store. We sold $10,000 in three and a half weeks. So don't tell me the retail is not viable anymore in our salon or don't tell me that, you know, people are going to buy it from Amazon. Guess what? They got it faster from us than they did Amazon right now. Right? So 24, put your sales plan together. Your sales strategy has to be designed around maximum value and minimum cost. Because right now, as we're going back into business, we may not have a lot of extra funds to invest in it. So look at a sales plan that's going to bring maximum amount of money in at minimal cost. And I know there was a conversation of people like, you know, we've got to get gloves and masks and all this stuff. It's your cost of goods. 
So if you need to reevaluate your pricing, you're reevaluating your pricing because your cost of goods have gone up. That's when you make a difference in, in saying, am I going to do a price increase? Okay. Don't look at it like that. Don't look at it. Oh, I'm going to do a price increase. Look at it as my cost of goods went up. So my pricing is going to go up. Okay. All right. Let's see what we got going on here. And then I'm going to bring Eric Motokoff on. Um, he's a salon owner in Florida. Uh, he's going to share with us his perspective of what's going on. All right. Pa Paul Mitchell's very supportive. Yes. Redken and salon centrics have served you well. Good. I'm glad you guys are taking these, uh, taking these, this information as notes and homework to do while we're down. All right. So that was our sales category. So here's how we're, here's how I want you to look at it. What's now, what do you need to be doing right now in sales? Okay. Uh, putting together strategy plans, reopening um, systems. What are you going to be selling? How are you going to be doing this? Um, you know, one of the things that, that people have been going around. So it was brought up in the state of Georgia, whether you, we should be blow drying or not based on COVID. And we, uh, it didn't end up going onto the, um, the state board list, but we chose not to be doing blow dries in the initial phase one for a couple reasons. The, how long, I want you guys to think about how long you're in the grocery store. You're probably in there 20 minutes, right? And you're looking at people that are in there without masks and you're walking down an aisle and somebody's a little close to you or you're grabbing at the same thing at the same time. Or like my mother shared with me, who's 80, she said that she was putting her stuff on a conveyor belt and the woman came up and started putting her stuff on the conveyor belt and was like right behind her. And I, you know, I said to my mom, I said, mom, I said, you say six feet back, motherfucker, you just do it. Don't be afraid to do that. Okay. What are some sales systems that you need to be looking at right now? Okay. We're not doing blow drying for a couple of reasons. One, we want the client in and out of there as quickly as possible because the sooner she can be out of there, the safer she's going to feel about coming back. If she's in there for too long or an extended period of time and one person coughs or sneezes or somebody comes in with a mask or we don't, we, somebody doesn't complete the protocols we have in place, it, the perception value of that says, you said you were going to do this, but you didn't. So we want them in and out as fast as possible. Okay. Now, we're giving them a, a serum treatment in replace of that, which is what we're using points for from our manufacturer. They're providing us things so we can do a value add to the particular client. But listen, we've all seen the news where we saw the cough. Okay, they showed the cough and it went nine to 12 feet. So then you had a bunch of blow dryers in the mix of that. So we're doing it for a safety reason. The other reason why we're not doing blow dries in this initial phase one is because we want to make sure that we're building in time for the client, for our stylists to be able to sanitize their stations and their tools back to back. Okay. So get that done so that they can get the next client in. Nobody's coming in because they want to blow dry. Why do you think people are coming into the salon right now or creating a sense of urgency? They need a haircut and they need hair color. And those are two things that we can do without having to worry about that. The other part is, is looking at now what's next. Where are you at right now? What, could, what are things you can be focusing on right now? It might be ideas, messaging, um, strategy plans, opening plans. What's next? What's next is going to be opening, uh, preparing for that opening, planning for that opening, working with your staff on the opening, how to be able to connect with clients on the opening. And of course, all of it you'll want to do based on safety, 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 safety. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm going to bring Eric on before we go into operations. Eric, if you'll unmute yourself, let us know where you're from and what you got going on there in Florida. Well, first I want to say hello and thank you, Bonnie. Uh, 
our friendship and journey these past 10 years have been quite amazing. And uh, you and I have very similar journeys as far as our past and where the industry's taken us. And I just want to also say, you know, uh, all the health and happiness and God bless everybody that's out there at this crazy time of, of revamping the world. Um, so to, to add on to what Bonnie was saying in terms of selling and sales, what is what, sh what you're about to do should have started six weeks ago when this started. In other words, you can't just wake up and, and decide to open the salon tomorrow. You've got to get a game plan. So these past six weeks, I've been working. I've been up every morning, the crack of dawn, uh, working on plans, connecting with clients, speaking to people, listening to all of the different sides and angles of everything that's happening out there in our industry. Uh, some of it is great. Some of it you leave to the side. You have to choose what's best for you. So Florida is getting prepared to uh, be opened. I'm in Palm Beach County. And my understanding as of this moment is we are still set to reopen this coming Friday. And so to prepare for that, meant connecting with all the things that you mentioned, your distributors, your manufacturers, your clients. But it also requires us to be brave and to be pioneers. And, and you have to have that in you to do it. Now, if you think of all the greatest pioneers of our time, Lewis and Clark and, and Saga Jui and all these incredible people, they didn't just go out there haphazardly. They had a plan. And the plan was a long-term journey. And so for me, my plan was always to remain in contact with the client base. I've got to know what's in their head. So with that said, I'm grateful that we have a good book starting out come Friday. And I think it's good that I'm doing Friday. It gives us two days to test it, two days to go home and digest it before we go back hard and heavy starting on a Tuesday. And by being a pioneer, there is a certain unknown and a certain risk that one is taking to, to get out there. But it's not blind risk. It's, it's working with your staff and your clients to find out what's going to make them comfortable. So, for example, uh, I've seen all kinds of things where some salons look like operating rooms in the OR and they're dressed from head to toe, ready to perform surgery or they're building partitions and whatever works for you, great. But for me and for my area, I don't want to create fear. I want to create a comfortable experience of why they're coming to the salon, which is exactly what, what Bonnie touched on. They've been cooped up for six plus weeks. They need their hair cut. They want to reconnect to the human experience. And that's what makes us essential. We are essential to ourselves as human beings because personal service and grooming is as primitive as the apes that we once were, you know, a million years ago. So it's also part of mental health and wellness, what we do. And I read an article earlier today that, uh, eye care specialists are open. They're touching people just as we are in close quarters. So we've come up with a very simple cut and dry uh, set of protocols for reopening, which is as simple as wash your hands when entering the salon, wash your hands when leaving the salon. We're not serving beverages. Both parties are wearing masks. Uh, we're not serving beverages or magazines. The bottom line is it's a mutual consent relationship. Uh, I'm reading all kinds of things about waivers and legalities and liabilities. If that's what you want to do, great. For me, 
you've agreed to come into the salon, nobody twisted your arm, that makes it a mutual consent, and that is built upon trust. So my community trusts my judgment. They also trust when I say, if you're not okay and you wanna wait, that's okay too. And that goes for my staff. Now we've all been hit hard and heavy in many, many ways. And we don't all wear the same hat. We don't walk the same shoes and we don't have the same boat. You know, I lost the manager and I lost the top stylist in all this chaos, but I'm a moxie little guy originally from New York. And so I'm all about survival and survival means bravery, working through your nerves. In the martial arts, they always said you're nervous because you care. And I do care. I care about the livelihoods of my staff and I care about the well-being of the clients. So we are set to reopen and I will share those results as the weekend approaches. Um, but make sure you're in contact with your vendors because shipping is gonna be interesting. Yeah. Uh, I've ordered through my vendor and through Salon Centrics and I still haven't received anything and I ordered two weeks ago. So yeah. that's a, a big thing to think about before you're ready to open the door. Do you have enough stuff in stock to open if you were stuck in a shipping crunch? Uh, I was fortunate enough to accumulate a whole lot of points, which when this happened, uh, I was able to use points to pay for a good portion of that uh, order. I'm also fortunate that I have a hustler down the street. I got a distributor who's been in Palm Beach County servicing salons for 30 years. And this guy called me up and said, we've got the masks, we've got what you need. So I'm not upcharging anybody for anything. That's my integrity. I don't believe it's, it's the right thing to do at a time where people have been hit below the belt financially and in many other ways. So the way I see it is if I invested, let's say for example, $500 for safety equipment and extra sanitizers, that's on me. I don't need to pass $500 onto the rest of the world. That's coming out of my profit later on and we'll catch up to it. Yeah. Um, it. It's all down to your integrity and what you see fit. Now, does that mean not charge extra for four inches or five inches of regrowth? No, you have to charge for the service and what the service entails and what you're using. But we're not recreating our menu and trumping up the prices or any of those things. So to just end real simple and turn it back over to you, I think we need to be pioneers. We need to watch our budget. We have to have a set of protocols and we've got to have everybody in line. That means your staff and your clients have to be ready for you to be the pioneer. Lewis and Clark headed the expedition and they had everybody else behind them. So you are the engineer of your locomotive. Make sure that the rest of your trains are attached before you go. I've always been the little guy that could. So I think I can and I will and I'm gonna. Thank you, Bonnie. That's awesome. Thank you. So here's another whole, whole perspective. And you know what? What Eric shared is what's right for Eric. And it's different from what we're doing here in Georgia. And it's different mandates and it's different protocols. So, you know, if anything, we can share some of these things that are happening right now. And then you guys get to pick. You get to be the leader and pick what you want in there. All right. We are moving on. We're going into operations. How many of you guys remember this game? It totally ages me here. Um, but uh, I sucked at it. I can tell you that I sucked at it. And, um, and I used to get frustrated kind of like having to play this game because there were some people that were just really good at it. But I look at this as, you know, kind of a, a, a play on, on this idea of operations that if you don't have the right systems in place, 
kind of going into this. And if you don't have the right systems in place, despite whether we've been shut down and COVID came into you know, our existence, if you don't have the right systems for your business to be able to survive, now is the time that you need to be able to have systems in place, whatever those systems are. So Eric talked a few of the systems that he's doing in order to have people feel safe and buy from him. So maybe the more systems you have in place, but reasonable systems, like I said, we're not blow drying. And part of that is we want, we don't want people to be hanging in the salon for two plus hours and starting to get nervous that they're in there with other people and being touched by their stylist. We want it to feel very comfortable in out type of thing. Who knows how long that's going to last, right? So operations is an area here that, and we'll go through this quickly, is looking at your budget. Okay, look at your butt. Do, do it. I know you don't want to do it, but I'm telling you to do it. I, you know, I, sometimes when we're in pain over financial situations, it's when we need to really look at our budget the most and be able to say, how did I get in this situation? How do I get out of this situation and put a plan together to be able to do that? You can also, now might be the time to review your lease. You know, maybe you are in it for another couple of years, but maybe it, after a couple of years, you don't want to be there or you don't want to be with this particular leasing person. Okay. So look at your lease and there is a resource I can help you guys with. If, if you need somebody that's more of an expert, I'm not the expert in that. So I would refer you to an expert, um, review your service cycle. So one of the things that we did was we put an entire list together of the service cycle. So when the client walks in the door, how does the front desk manage that particular client from when the front desk is done with their duties? How does the stylist then react and take care of the client? We created an entire service cycle so everybody's clear what the protocols are because the hardest thing it's going to be able to do is to um, enforce them. The hardest thing when things start getting busy is to enforce the protocols we put in place. So the service cycle helps to enforce. It's a system that I'm not going to get buzzed, okay? Or if somebody doesn't do a particular part of the system, they're going to get buzzed and they're going to be reminded Nope. Remember that we are still using fresh capes for all clients and not putting them in robes or, or remember, we're not, you know, we're not doing this or, and somebody asked, you know, are you taking their temperature? We are, we are taking their temperature. We're being really safe right now because we're Georgia and people think we're crazy doing this. Okay. But we're, we might be going overboard just a little bit, but we're doing it because we want people to feel safe coming in and that we've implemented these things. Uh, review your, review your payroll and compensation. Now might be the time to look and see, are you paying people in a particular way that's not working for you because you're the one that's not getting a paycheck um, as an owner. Um, you know, maybe you have people that you've had as independent contractors and maybe now's the time to say, I want to go back to a commission salon. I want to be able to protect the future of my business. Um, maybe, you know, there could be some other choices. Maybe you're going to go to a team-based thing like what Neil Dukoff offers at Strategies. Look at it. Look at it and make some decisions. And then, of course, be an outsider looking in into your business. What do you notice? You know, when you walk in and it's pretty quiet and it's open, empty, and probably cleaner than it's ever been in years, what do you see? What do you see? What excites you? What, you know, drives you crazy where it's like, ah, you know, that white wall always has color on it, you know, but when there's people walking around and clients in it, you don't necessarily notice that white wall that's got color splatters on it, right? Sit in different places in your space like a client and get a different perspective, get a different point of view of what's happening in there. 
review your cleanliness routine and spruce it up. I'm telling you, we, you guys, we have really, we're very serious about the cleaning process and the sanitation process, but we're trained for this. We know how to do this. Okay. And open a few station drawers, pass or fail, pass or fail. Review the sanitation between clients. Again, it's a whole protocol that we have between client sanitation and what they need to do. And it's going a little above and beyond, you know, like making sure they're doing the arms and underneath the arms where the client hangs on to the arms of the chairs. Maybe you're only doing the top, but maybe you need to also do underneath when they grab onto it to get out. Um, you know, walk through those processes of all the places that your clients may be touching. Because even though we're trying to wear gloves for all of it from start to finish, the clients are not wearing gloves, okay? Uh, review your phone text etiquette. You know, how are, they, how are they accepting appointments? Are they being, you know, are they being overly safety in their words? Are they, are they giving some guidelines for clients to come in? All right. Review the booking process. And I got to tell you guys, that was not the easy part. You know, opening up was, was very difficult and how we were going to get everything booked because you can't have calls coming in once you say you're open and try to do calls going out to those canceled clients or maybe those VIPs. And review your first impression moment with a client. When they walk in, is it scaring them or is it inviting them? Okay, so I know the Georgia guidelines for the state board were like, where you know, different clothing and then bring clothing home and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, that's too much. That's going to scare clients. Uh, review your stylist client's first interaction. You know, is it, is it uncomfortable? Are they uncomfortable? Is the client uncomfortable? Review the consultation process, which Trace uh, Bensley is going to be able to talk about here in a second. And list your priorities at the end of the next day so that you can sleep soundly at night. What are the things from an operational standpoint that you need to list out and bring forth to be able to do that? Um, because listen, our tagline right now in our salon is we're servants of beauty first and our, we're servants of safety first and beauty second. That's how we've been promoting out all of our safety guidelines. Okay. Um, systems of communication, actions have to be in alignment with your communication. So in other words, it all has to work. The service cycle all has to work. Um, all right. So Trace, I'm going to, I'm going to let you pop on here and I'm going to answer some questions on here that people are asking about some other things that's going on while you chit chat about, um, the consultation process, because you created a fabulous program, an online program. Um, called the Caliber Consultation, and with that, it it provides people an opportunity of how to be able to really do a very thorough consultation. And now more than ever, um, we need to do that. And again, that's and I want to share with people that's another reason why we kind of kicked the blow drying opportunity out, other than a safety reason, because we felt like we needed to maybe spend a few more minutes in the consultation process with the client coming in, because maybe they're just not wanting their roots done. Maybe they're saying, you know what? I can't be this blonde and go this long again. So maybe I need to go darker at this point and wear some, and have something more wearable. So they might want to change up how they look and how their hair looks at this point. And that's going to require a whole different conversation. So Trace, you go at it and, and give us a few minutes on um, some consultation guidelines. Great. Awesome. Bonnie, thank you so much for um, inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. I am uh, coming to you from inside my salon because I can't seem to get away from it. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I really, I have to stay connected with, with my business and, um, you know, I am in, I'm here in Reno, Nevada 
And, you, you know, we're not open yet. And we don't know exactly when that's going to happen. And, you know, when we start getting the green light, we don't really know what phase we're going to be opening in. But, you know, the thing is, I, I just, I want to stress to all of the people out there who are in the same boat or on the same body of water as, as I am, you know, we're on pause and we will restart and we will reopen. And, you know, I think it's very, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the consultation guy. Recalibrate hair, the caliber consultation is, is my, my baby. And, you know, but the consultation is all about communication. Mm -hmm. Right. The consultation is what drives every area of our business that you've been, you know, you and all of the other panelists, and thank you all for being here. Um, you know, the consultation is what drives all of those areas. And I think right now, with us being closed, I think that the consultation and the communication portion of that is so important. So, you know, a couple of things that I started touching on immediately when we closed down. Uh, number one was, how, how am I communicating with my clients? How are we as a team at Caliber communicating with our clients? Are we just going on social media and telling people what's going on? Or, you know, am I getting on the phone every day, old school, picking up that phone and saying, Hey, so-and-so, I know that we were going to have an appointment and uh, schedule today. And I just want to call you and let you know that even though that we're not here together in the salon, we're still together of when we, you know, reopen or, or whatever, you know, these are the, the areas of connection and communication. You can find us on social media, blah, blah, blah. You can follow all of those things. But I just want to connect with you personally here on the phone, right? And I mean, that, I mean, that, that right there is key, right? So that connection with your clients on the phone every day that they were scheduled to have an appointment. Because in the back of their mind, they had you in their schedule in their appointment book, in their, you know, Google calendar, whatever. They had you there. And even though that they know that we're closed and they're not coming in, it's still sitting there in the back that I was going to go in and get my haircut today. I was going to go in and get my, my balayage today or whatever. And so, you know, I just think it's been a really great connection piece to call those clients on that day at the time of their appointment. I mean, I don't know what else I'm doing. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there are moments of this where I feel like I'm busier as a business owner right now, navigating all of this than, you know, maybe I was when I, the business was actually up and running. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, when we are connecting on social media, right, a, a, an essence of real engagement. So, you know, not just a like or a heart or a wow, but an actual comment and, you know, a follow through. Um, something else in, in connection and communication is when your clients want to help. Mm. Yeah, good point. <laughs> you know, they want to help. 
So, I mean, I've had clients call and say, hey, I want to pay for my appointment today. I'm like, well, do you want to pay for your next appointment? No, I want to pay for the appointment that I had today. Even oh, though I'm not there, nice. I want to pay for that today. Right? That's really uh, nice. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those kinds of things are great. And, gosh, and you, But I mean, you don't know, Trace, when, when Nevada's opening back up again? We don't. We don't okay. know. Yeah. We don't know yet. Yeah. We're going to, you guys, tomorrow I'm going to send out an email to everybody with a little bit of extra information. And the email is going to also share an opportunity that Trace has, um, uh, is going to do a great offer as well. And he's also going to do a scholarship, which I told you in the beginning, we're going to do some scholarship opportunities. So there'll be some, uh, there'll be some things to share um, in regards to that. Now may not be the perfect time for you to say yes to it, but we want to make sure that you have an awareness that it's available and we're going to honor it um, further on throughout the year because we know that people are kind of like staging their opportunity to be able to open at this time. So um, we've got some good questions coming up and uh, you know, Trace, I'm going to have you go peek back into some of these questions and okay. see if you can answer some of those as well. Okay. Um, you know, uh, here's, but here's my kind of like summary on this part right here, you guys. Whatever systems you do, make it so easy for them to be buying you, your services, and your products. So if it means cleaning your money machine every after every client, clean your money machine. Don't make it difficult for them to pay. Give them every access to the easiest payment opportunity you can and put a cleaning protocol on the payment system, Okay. So if they're used to paying credit card and you're saying, no, we're only doing cash because, you know, there, we, there's too many things that they're touching. I don't ever have cash on me. So, you know, and if it's not communicated up front, it's going to be difficult. Make it easy for them to pay by transactions, okay? Safety first, but the rest of it is all about don't change up things so much that it confuses them when they're in there or that they can't just get what they want with that. All right. Yeah. Trace, check out some of these questions that are happening and okay. do that. We're going to go into marketing and I'm going to do this really quick, you guys, because we have one more special guest, um, Elaine, that's going to be sharing with us. And of course I could talk about marketing all day. So that's why I'm saying I have to do it quick because this is the love, the love of my life is marketing and branding. Um, but here's, here's, here's a, a good summary here. You have to be able to design what this brand identity is that, it, that brand identity is that you're going to bring forth from now on. Okay. So earlier I was kind of showing you this, but I failed to tell you the other side here. So one column, you're going to do sales transactions, physical things that create a cash transaction. On the other column, you're going to do things that are more brand or culturally based. They may not create a cash sale or a transaction, but they impose or uh, coincide with a sale happening, okay? They enhance a selling process, and that's where you're going to talk about it from a branding. So you have to be able to look, what are your clients emotionally connected to? You know, when we start putting out, and, and you guys go to at Intrigue Salon um, on Facebook, pull up our page, and see the type of marketing that we've been doing. It's been fun. It's been light. It's been serious. There's a lot to it, but we were just doing everything we could to keep a connection alive. Now, earlier I said that we sold $10,000 in three and a half weeks of retail products. Great. It helped offset some of the costs of gloves and masks and sanitizer and all this other stuff that we brought in. But you know what it really did? It had 60, 70 people a week because we did a two-hour safe curbside pickup. 
Okay, we were in mask gloves, put it in a bag, they popped open their trunk, they put their name in their window, they popped open their trunk, we popped it in their trunk, we shut their trunk, they drove off. 60 to 70 people drove into the Intrigue parking lot on a Saturday between 11 and 1. They said hi, they waved at us. They said things like, we can't wait to see you again. We're so excited. Thank you for offering these things. We just didn't know what to do. I just, I don't want to color my own hair. I want to wait, but I have to figure out how to look my best. That was the value. The value was not, oh yeah, they bought product and you know, we sold $10,000. The value is, is they got in their car and they drove into our parking lot. Now, I realize that some states were just mandated to not do any curbside pickup. We again, put some safety measures in place and we did it. Okay. I don't know if we were mandated to not be doing it. We were on like lockdown and everything else, but right next to us was a Wendy's that was open. They didn't have masks on. They didn't have gloves on. On the other side of us is a bar. And in that bar, um, they did have masks and gloves on and they did curbside pickup. And we thought, well, why can't we be safe like that? These are not things they're ingesting for God's sakes. These are things they're putting on their hair. All right. And maybe it's time, look at, you know, number 43 is maybe it's time for a makeover. What are some things that you can do um, to brighten up the place, change it up a little bit? I, I saw all kinds of posts where people are like, I painted walls, you know, I, uh, I put in new fixtures, I put in a new sink, we finally got the new toilet, you know, I mean, whatever those things were to be able to, to get a little bit of an upgrade. Um, and then look at getting automated. If you are not fully automated right now and you don't have ways to be able to communicate with your client, we communicate via email, phone, text, um, text back and forth, um, then look at ways that you can be more automated um, to be able to do that. Review your website. Is it outdated? Is it time for a new website? And these are, this is all the arena that, you know, guys, I specialize in. Uh, review your reviews. You got good reviews, you got bad reviews. Maybe now's the time, if your clients can't give you money or they can't get their hair done, maybe ask them to write a review and just kind of pump up your reviews for right now. Um, and review your digital presence in general, including social media. You know, if you're at that point where it's like, mm, I don't, you know, oh, my clients don't want to give me their email address. Yes, they do. Yes, they do, because guess what? They wanted to know when we were open. They wanted to know when they could get that appointment they all handed us their email address and their cell phone numbers. When I put a jot form together that says, we are reaching out to clients in the following ways. If, we, if you don't think we have updated information, please fill out this jot form and send it back to us. And guess what? Everybody put their email address on there. Everybody put their cell phone number on there. Okay. And it was a way for us to be able to update our systems, which were probably lacking a little bit. So time for a makeover, look for little ways that can make a big impact. And then review your team. Where does your team lack in all of this? Do you have the support that you need from your team from a brand perspective? Is everybody talking the same language? Is the culture cohesive or is it falling apart? Is there a new brand identity that you wanna bring forth coming out of this? And these are areas certainly that I can help you guys with. Because listen, here's how I look at it. Marketing and sales with a plan strategy, tools, branding is sales with a soul, personal mm -hmm. values, beliefs. Right now, we may not be able to be doing a lot of marketing to sell things, but we can be branding to make the connection and connect with soul to soul. So those are the things that I want you guys to be thinking about at this point in time. All right, education. And we only have one thing in the education arena here. 
uh, because I feel like we have gotten so much education, but here's what I want to say about education before I have Elaine touch on uh, with, with you guys here a little bit. We all jumped in fully. Educators, people like me, we jumped in. We jumped in to offer and we jumped in to participate. We jumped in to support our friends and other people that were doing programs like all like Warren and Trace and Eric and Elaine have done here today. We've all jumped in. Don't stop jumping in just because we get back in. Okay. Look for ways to continue to invest in the education that's going to be necessary and needed for you to get to that next level. We all know it's education that's going to make that happen. So figure out what kind of education that is to be able to do that. And Elaine, I'm going to have you touch on this right now from a perspective. I just wrote here, the only thing I wrote was review your team's educational experience. Where is it lacking? Where do we need help? And Elaine Travis specializes in, uh, she is the, uh, the color expert. Um, and she does so many great things online. She went from owning a salon to becoming an educator to now being this full rounded educator online has a great following and, uh, she talks color and she talks, uh, great opportunities and she talks pricing and she talks everything that can make a difference for you guys to be able to safely get back into business, increase your sales, and do wonderful work on your clients. All right, Elaine, I'm going to give it to you. Oops, you're still, hold on, let me unmute you. There. Thank you, Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad I made it. I actually just finished up a really awesome training on returning to the new normal and how that looks from a hair color perspective because the, the name of the class was Hair Color Rescue, Let's Fix This Mess. Um, if our clients waited for us, they're going to have, you know, much more than a five week regrowth. So basically in essence, every single client to hit our chair that is looking for color is now a corrective color. Mm -hmm. So one of the things, um, that you were all talking about earlier, you know, checking in with the clients and giving them a call, I'm recommending a virtual touch point of reaching out and saying, hey, I wanna see you. I wanna see what we have to deal with because I think for timing purposes, we need to know some people's hair grows slower than others. Some people are gonna have a really long regrowth. And as a colorist, I know, but some colors may not know that the difference between a half inch retouch and a three inch retouch is a lot of body heat and it has to be looked at completely differently. So some of these techniques that I just went over with people are brand new to a lot of people because we've, we've never been in this position before. Every single thing we're all dealing with is unprecedented. You know, normally if a client had that much regrowth, it was, she was hospitalized. She, you know, medically could not get into the salon, but it wasn't every single client is now a corrective client. So um, during this time off, you know, I was okay with the two week break because like you said, Oh, that book you wanted to catch up on or, you know, projects that we just don't seem to have time for cleaning out closets, stuff like that. Well, that's gotten pretty old right now. And I'm getting pretty fat because all <laughs> we do is look forward to our next meal. Oh my God. So, I'm eating so much. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> awful. So I'm like, what can I do? How can I, you know, I love teaching. I love hair color. What can I do? Because everybody's home. So as an online educator, it's been a gift for you and I because people are realizing how amazing a virtual experience can really be. You know, some people that were like, 
how the heck can I learn hair color through a computer are now like, whoa, I've gotten a lot of value in that class that I just hung up from. Yeah. They've got more from that class than at a giant event where they had to fly there, pay for a hotel, pay for meals, all of that. I think people are more demanding. They want more for less and a virtual program can provide all of that. So thank God for the internet. If this happened, you know, 30 years ago, I wouldn't be in such a great mood. <laughs> I would not be as highly entertained. And I just keep saying, dear God, please don't let the power go out because <laughs> if we don't have the internet and the phone and being able to talk to people, I think we're really going to yeah. lose our minds. So food, toilet paper, and internet. <laughs> yes. We have lots of toilet. I actually ordered, I just did a, uh, an event. We called it the hairball. And that was another one, the hairball, uh, let's untangle this mess was our theme and you were part of it. And I was so excited because across my feed came these little dangly toilet paper earrings and a toilet paper necklace. So that was going to be my, my decoration for the ball and it didn't come in time. So by the time I get my toilet paper earrings, it's not going to be funny anymore. But um, yeah, I've done so many pop-up classes where I've gotten other people to collaborate. And the beauty of it is people like Michael Cole, Sonia Dove, people that I would never be able to get to answer a DM with me because they get so many requests. They're like, yes, what do you want me to do? What can I do? So there's lots of gifts in this mm -hmm. is the way that I'm looking at it. It's been a really um, amazing time to connect. I've gotten to do tons of podcast interviews and guest interviews for my membership and just offer people so much value free because people are, have been available to attend. So I just, I'm such a firm believer in education. It's the absolute hands down secret to any of my success as both a salon owner and a service provider behind the chair. And I think your clients notice, you know, if you always have a new idea, a new product, a new brush, a new colored foil, just something to keep it fresh and exciting. And now, you know, what your mask going to look like. I've been eyeing up these, uh, Ooh, black I a good one today. Chanel and Louis Vuitton. Yeah. I got a good homemade one today that actually is comfortable and it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like I'm, you know, like, Oh, there we go. There's Trace got his mask. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I haven't hey, worn you know one what, yet. Elaine, thank you. Share with everybody how they can find you. Um, I am expert color solutions with an S. Um, I have a Facebook page, a website. I'm Laney cake on Instagram. And I have a YouTube channel with a ton of free hair color education all the time. It's Netflix binge worthy just to get some tips and tricks, especially for these corrective situations we're going to be uh, confronted with very soon. And I hope yeah, for all of our sakes that we all go back very soon. Yes. Well, we're back. We're back. I know, right. I'm jealous. So here's the, <laughs> the education formula for success is one part learning and two part teaching or sharing. So what you learn, share because that's how it all comes in there. So we got some hearts going on here from people that are like, thank you. All right, be servants of education and value and truths, not fear. And you know, when Warren said earlier in the mindset piece and he says, you know, do you know that for fact? That's a Byron Katie um, approach to really kind of clarifying the communication that's happening. Do you know that for fact? So um, it's, it's a great opportunity to be able to do that. Okay, guys, we're just about wrapped up here. But number 49 is review the support that you need. And professionally, and be honest with yourself, what kind of support do you need? And, you know, earlier I told you guys I was going to make an offer. And earlier I also said I'm a firm servant of yes and no. So I get we're all at a different place right now. 
I get you could be a firm no. I get you might be a maybe, and I get some of you might be a yes based on where you're at right now. And, and all of those are okay. But I want you to think about that one thing that we've all shared, okay? I love this movie. I, I think I wanna find it on Netflix and see if I can watch it here. Curly, Curly tells you there's one thing and you have to figure it out. And that one thing is different for everybody. So we shared a lot of information here, but one thing might've spoke to you and you might need some more support around it, or you might be able to kind of manage it yourself and dabble in it yourself to be able to get what you need in order to feel more confident about going with that. So I'm going to share with you an offer that I'm taking on right now. And it's an offer that doesn't just go away this time. I'm repeating it two more times before the end of the year, because remember I, I shared with you guys, this was a program I was launching as of the first of the year, and I just put it on hold because of everything that happened here. So it may not be the right time for you. I'm okay with that. I want to be really transparent and I want to be really real with you guys right now. But I also want to make sure that you understand that part of what we're doing in all of us, all of us being educators here, and even Warren with his, you know, HairMax company, all of these opportunities is so we can be back in action and continue to grow and prosper in ways that we need to. And, you know, my coach says to me, she says, the way you get the economy going again is to get the economy going again. Okay. That, that's it. We have to be able to start spending money in the economy. And I know you don't have it right now if you're still closed, um, but you will, you will, and we'll be back. So I want you to kind of put yourself in a couple of categories. You might be a firm no right now, but I want you to listen anyway, because you might be a maybe or a yes as we progress with this program down the year. And it's a really, it's a really unique program for you guys. Okay. So it's a three month program. I only have 20 spots available to be able to do in that three months. It's individual calls twice a month with you. So we can customize a plan around the sum framework. Where do you need the most important bit of information? Where do you need the most amount of support? Okay, it might be all mindset. Like right now, as a life coach, it might be all mindset with maybe dabbling in a little bit of marketing to, or systems to be able to get things going. But either way, it's a customized plan for you for three months. And then it's in an exclusive Facebook page, which we're going to do group once a month group meetings. And then every week I'll be adding more content into that group as well as just things that are coming up, things that are kind of like what's happening right now that you guys might want to know. The group, of course, is designed with this, with this small amount of people to start out with so that you can share your greatest fears and your greatest dreams and not be afraid to do that. Now, you know, you, know, you put fears and your greatest dreams on a Facebook forum and you are going to get eaten alive on there. <laughs> so this is a safe place for you to be able to say the things that are you're really fearful about and get the support that you need from this. Um, right now, it's for salons with staff. Um, as a first round. The next rounds will be June, August, and October to be able to do this. Again, it's a three-month package and it's only $300. That's like very, I just want you guys to know that that's like really reasonable based on the type of coaching that I do work with and the consulting that I do with clients. But I'm happy to do this because it doesn't matter to me, okay? I'm, I'm okay. Um, I didn't plan for this <laughs> and I'm not in a great position. Certainly I do not have a yacht. I have maybe an up level from a paper boat right now, but what I want to be able to do is be a contribution to the greater good of everything that we need to do to get back into action. That's my goal.
Okay. So you obviously it's, you know, the $300 can be paid in full or the $300 can be done in a payment program um, over the three months. And here's how you guys can get um, involved. Well, first let me share the scholarship. We have a scholarship program as well. So I'm going to scholarship this to one person in each of these phases and Trace is going to scholarship the caliber consultation as well. And again, we'll repeat this process. So here's how you get started on this. You're going to go to this link sossaloncoaching.com. It's going to take you to a landing page. And I want you guys to be familiar with the language I'm using because these are all things you can be doing as a business. You buy a link off of GoDaddy. You create a landing page from a landing page site or, or you add something onto your website and you drive sales into your business. Whether it's service sales or retail sales, you drive sales. Everything I'm doing we can duplicate for you to be able to do as a business. We were an in real life business, and now we need to balance and marry in real life and digital presence in order to survive anything moving forward in our economy and in your business. And these are the things that I can help you with. So you're gonna to go to sossaloncoaching.com and you're gonna complete an application. It's a very simple application, okay? It's just kind of getting a little insight. Now, if you're a firm no right now, don't do it. If you're a yes or a maybe, do it because then we can talk about maybe if now's not the right time for you, but maybe you want to start in phase two, I can lock you into phase two so that you've got a secured seat in phase two and we'll just start at that point in time. Um, at that point, we'll invite you into the Facebook page and we'll set up our very first call to be able to establish that, that strategy for success that you need. The whole conversation might be about you just reopening. I'm okay with that. Half of the conversation might be about finding new staff because some of your staff might have left. I'm okay with that too. Whatever you need, it's going to be customized to you. And we're going to be able to plan out that strategy for you to be able to do that. So if you're interested, go for it. If you're a, a yes or a maybe, fill it out anyway. There's no commitment to fill this out and to be able to have that outreach with me to be able to find out what it is that you need. And here's number 50, you guys, of the 50 ways to be able to save our salon. Be in action. Whatever that action is. If the action is going to sossaloncoaching.com, do it. If the action is finding Elaine so that you can get some of this free education she's offering, do it. Okay. If the action is being able to find out more about Trace's program and his caliber consultation, do it. If people want to find out a little bit more about what Warren's offering in the hair loss world, do it. Okay. If it, if it's just any one thing, what I most want you guys to do is I want you to be in action right now. Okay. And so I do hope that you'll have the opportunity to be able to jump on and join me in this. Cause you know, like I said, I can only do 20 clients. Even if I get 10 people that just want to do it, I'm fine with that. I'm rolling this out. I've been working on this all of 2019. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to continue to say, this is what I think that we need in order to continue to survive. And I think that, um, I think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Um, and I, and certainly I want to be able to have that value for you. Now, I also said that you guys were going to get the free PDF download, uh, 50 ways to save your salon. So this PowerPoint presentation reduced just a little bit, um, is available to you. So some of the stuff from the webinar is available to you. If you go to that same website, um, sossaloncoaching.com, you'll have a link on there that will you'll go to. And what it'll do is it'll give you access to being able to download this presentation. And then I know that some people were asking um, 
uh, is this being recorded? And yes, it is. And for those of you guys that have showed up today, I was sending you a link um, to be able to review any of this information because it was a lot of information and go back and listen to um, some of our guests and some of the uh, ideas that we expressed here today. So I thank you for your time. Um, it was a long one today, but I'm glad to have all the guests that I have. Thank you, Elaine, Bourne, uh, Trace, and Eric. I know he had to go. Thank you, Bonnie. Yeah, and thank you everybody for showing up. I'll review any questions and continue to reach out to you. I appreciate you guys and stay safe out there. Thanks, Bonnie. You bet. Thanks, guys.